Good evening and welcome to Xbox Tavern's X-Pod Tavern episode 94th. I'm Jamie and I'm once again joined on this wonderful Sunday evening by MPB Graham. Oh, hi there. How are we doing? Yeah, good. Good, good. Uh, it's not the weekend. We have got um, Millie Manning once again representing. Hello. Hello, Millie Manning. How are you? Sorry, 1.3 Millie Manning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, How good. are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. Wonderful. Uh, no ladies' favourite this week, but we are joined, as ever, by the one, the only, Scotch Scruff Ross. Hello! Huzzah! Hello, how are you? Hello. I am very well, sir. Good, good. I've missed out on all of the pre-game chatter because I was running around like a headless chicken, so I hope everyone's well and ready to talk Xbox video game news and excitement. Um, yeah, let's get into it, shall we? Sounds like a party. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're going to start off with something we should talk about last week, but obviously we had to skip due to... Uh, Let's say scheduling conflicts. How about that? Um, we <laughs> recently visited the wonderful EGX in London at the Excel Centre. Um, it was we went last year. We gave our thoughts on last year's one, and we were some of us anyway. Come on, a little bit underwhelmed. We went back this year for the Friday, and I think Scottish Gruff and Ladies' Favourite went on Saturday as well. Um, so I want to go to you first, Ross, since you spent two days there. What yep. is your thoughts and opinions on? The show itself, we'll get into the specific games in a minute, but just to, um, did you enjoy it more this year? Infinitely better than last year. I mean, like I say, I had never been to anything like this uh, prior to last year, so when news were sort of coming away a wee bit underwhelmed, I was like, this was brilliant, I don't know what you're talking about. But now seeing it last year, and then seeing it last year compared to this year, I can see why you thought it was underwhelming. Um, loads, of, loads of games to play, um, really busy, both the Friday and the Saturday. Saturday was a lot more chaotic, so a lot more kids uh, running around. Um, but no, great environment, uh, loads to play, loads to do, uh, quite a few fun activities. But no, I had a, had a very good weekend down in London. Good, very nice. And nice to come down to uh, a more populous area than the three or four houses that you're used the to. The end of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and what about yourself, Graham? Did you, obviously we've been many times, how did you find this year compared to last year or previous years? Well, definitely better than last year. It was a bit scarce last year, and we kind of completed everything we wanted to trial before even lunchtime last year, <laughs> whereas there was a bit more content to sort of get our teeth into this time. And, yeah, it was a few key things kind of missing. There's a lot of high-profile games that could have been there, but the ones that were there, the Call of Duty and stuff, were actually approachable and playable, whereas... Yeah previously when it was super busy these queues could just stretch for hours before you even get a look in yeah um i think it's that uh stingy ho game i think that was taking all the queue length for this year yeah and, that uh, was that way, way long way long yeah well long that's the one yeah. yeah so that was definitely taking all the queue time around which is but, mad um, seeing as there was a free demo on Xbox Live and PlayStation yeah. Network <laughs> and PC yeah. Also, but, yeah. boy, you have a taste and you want that a little bit more yeah that and House Flipper too. I couldn't believe how popular that was as well. <laughs> yeah, that had quite a, quite a queue going around. Um, what what about Evie? Before we get into specific games, general thoughts on uh, the exposition, as it were? Yeah, I think I, I enjoyed it as well. I think it had a lot more oomph this year compared to last year. Last year felt really a bit barren, yeah. whereas this year was really good. I got a little cool poster that way. Yep, so, very nice. You, your Snorlax up there. Snorlax, yep, happy with that purchase. But yeah, I think it was a lot more to do, and like, so they had some more high profile games. It's a shame there wasn't any real like 
notwithstanding the big brands like you know Xbox and PlayStation being there, but it was nice to see Nintendo there. Yeah, about the other other brand, but no, they released their having some presents and showcasing stuff. There was a lot more games that I still found that games are already out, which is still really good as well because that shows that oh that game that game's already out. When is it? Oh, I can play it now. So if you enjoyed it, you can go pick it up straight away. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk about one of them uh, in a little while. Um, my thoughts on the, the show are up already. Um, much like you are, definitely infinitely better than last year. Much more variety, much more things to see and do. Uh, but it still lacked that, like you guys were saying, that, that real big hitter. I know they had Call of Duty there and they had obviously Sonic, which we'll get into, but there was they were like the two big hitters. And then it almost seemed that things like the shops and the retro area took up as much space, if not more, than the actual games you could play. Um, yeah, and even wandering through the indie bit, there were some things I wish I had gone and tried in retrospect. But there was, I was also looking for um, no, 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 no. Like, like you said, either I've already played them or that doesn't really catch my interest. Whereas before, I'd be all all about it. But um, and that's what I mean. Maybe it needed stuff where there was more games that are not out. So you all that come my Whereas I've seen that before. That's already out, and you kind of just dismiss it straight away. Yeah, yeah. Because there was um, Tormented Souls was there, which I played last year at EGX. Um, I think it was the EGX anyway, but it's been out for uh, eight, nine months at this point. So like, okay, I could wait 20 minutes for someone to have a go on that, or I could go and see if there's something new, but there wasn't really much new. And then we got onto the, you know, the retro stuff again, but yeah, I think overall better. Hopefully next year they take it and notch it up again, either shrink the shop down part down or put it in its own separate, because that, that place where they hold it, the XL is huge, isn't it? Yeah, can, yeah, I, I mean, don't see why they can't stretch it out and take some of the queue space out and put the shops like down that end and then just have more games. But yeah, I guess there's, there must be a reason for it. I, did I, feel like, was, oh, I was gonna say, I did feel like there was a lot of dead space. Like, if you mm. like near the back part, obviously, you had where they had I wish there was dead space. <sighs> well, yeah, they had Three. like a, they had a massive they had a massive um tabletop section and um what was yeah. it, tabletop and card game section, which yeah. there was like. 30, 40 tables worth. And I feel like that could have been condensed a lot down. Um, well, even with people, if that bit there, even people coming to, oh, come play this tabletop. Like people actually come pulling people in. It wasn't really like that. It was just, yeah, it did do what you want. instructors there to sort of entice yeah. people. I mean, like, have, have they had like a card book? Because I remember me and you were talking about Ian. Like, obviously, you learned how to play Yu Gi Oh! Hmm. But it was, um, like, I've always I, I watched the programs, I've watched all the films, and I've like, loved Yu Gi Oh! growing up. But to actually learn how to play the game, I was I'd be clueless. If they had somebody like between one and two that was like a Yu-Gi-Oh starter class, that would have dragged people down. And that seems I know I would have went to it for definite. Um, just the, there was things that, like I say, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was certainly better than last year. But there was things that they could work on, as Jay was saying, for next uh, next year's event. Yeah, one hundred percent. They just need to. Well, they might not want to, but in my opinion, they need to get it back to what it was before the pandemic, which I know is easier said than done. But there was definitely a bigger sense of um, almost like excitement when you went into the old ones. Whereas now you sort of turn up and like, oh, well, there's some games here. But I mean, again, it was nice seeing everyone. It was nice seeing you again, obviously, and Daniel and, and, and bumping into a few other folks that I've seen that I've known from the past. But yeah, hopefully we can get more more uh yeah more excitement and drama and and ah oh, i must get there and play this game you know maybe next year i'll have like pikmin 4 there and then i'll be all over it but we'll uh yeah. no hangover this year which is 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was the show in general. Obviously, uh, we've given our thoughts now. Let's get into some of the games we played, shall we? And let's should we begin with probably the most exciting one I think of the day, and also the first one we played, Sonic Frontiers. Yes, yes, surprise for me, like literally, how I was complaining about it. Yeah, we actually we, took me back. I'm like, well, I'm going to playing this definitely. Like we were standing in the queue, and obviously Ian was like, it's too slow paced when it goes 3D, and it's it's just going to be this, and it's just going to be that, and blah blah blah. And then like having played it, and the open world area is really quite well, say open world, but the, like the progressive open area that you go the through, pre-bit. Yeah, is is good fun. It's like really nice to look at. It's the 3D's done well, like the traversal when you go in like the pipes and things like that. Looks really great. And then you get into like the areas where it is traditional Sonic. So I think when I was playing when Grey got to the same part as me where it was like a a sort of temple run esque, you were behind Sonic running through it. And then yeah. we we'd seen as other players were playing it that you were in your more traditional sort of two D facing the sort of Sonic running past you that way. Um, no, I, I thought it was brilliant. It looked amazing, uh, regardless of the type of zone you were in. The game looked outstanding. Yeah, I, I agree. That's maybe it surprised me because obviously I was complaining about it. And actually, going first, I'm like, this is what EJX needs is those kind of things where, like, oh wow, this is actually really good. I want to play this now. I'm actually going to pick yeah. it up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah finally I, impressed I, me. I'm in the, the same camp as you, Ian. I, I've I've been a bit skeptical because, you know, as everyone knows, the Sonic cycle is sort of like, yeah, it, it could be good. Looks all right, plays shit. Oh, the next one could be good. Looks all right, plays shit, <laughs> and just goes around and around. Um, but yeah, I, I've did. I've said to you a lot already, but I felt like the open world was a bit lifeless, probably mainly because there was no music. It was the just music. like the footsteps and yeah. the grinding along and collecting the rings and stuff. Um, so if they put some sort of see, I kind of like there, that. Be, I just found I think, it a bit I think tedious. That bit was kind of like you know the somber bit, and then when you go into natural mm. levels and stuff, that's it, when the it, music hits. It can be somber, but I'd like something in the background to listen to other than just the pitter patter of his shoes running along. Um, <laughs> so you just want Sonic like, R in the background, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> some, some Sonic R tunes. Super Sonic um, but yeah, in terms of actually traversing it, though, and playing it, I quite enjoyed like unlocking the power, the very few powers you got, um, and then unlocking the the different. Uh, sorry, like grind rails and, and spring pads and stuff to get to hidden areas to then collect more stuff and then fighting the boss battles and stuff. Uh, and that level, like I said, I can't remember the name of it. And it was over way too fast. I guess that's kind of the idea for Sonic. But I, yeah, but I, I think, think it was called it. the demo. I think called the demo yeah. it might have been that. Hoping it was yeah. that. It was, I, I mean, those those, jet, those levels tend to be quite short anyway. But I, mm. I guess because I was, well, I guess because I was enjoying it so much, collected the, the red star rings were there and, and it was just you know grinding rails and loop the loops and super fast sprint bits and stuff. And I think yeah, me I thought was I thoroughly enjoyed mistake. that. I think me was did the same mistake of where we were on the, the tutorial bit and I thought, oh, I've done it, I've done the loop. Wait a minute, this is doing the same loop again. Oh, I can press start to skip this. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. The bloody tutorial bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah what about yourself, Ray? Did you uh, did you enjoy it a bit more than you expected or or you outlier? Um, well, no, I thought it, it, yeah, I thought it might be a little bit weak because of the 3D ones are sort of really hard to get just right. But it seemed to, to do a good enough job. It didn't seem sort of dull, and the, the sort of the enemy battles were a bit more trickier than you thought you'd have to. I mean, it's got some deflection in there, running certain rings around there to cause kind of damage. And when the enemies are like firing the missiles at you, kind of running down in that sort of split view like to try and dodge out the way of missiles, it kind of felt a bit more like cartoonish, like cinematic, like you were actually involved. It was quite cool. Yeah. 
but yeah, just a shame I didn't get to test that bit right after the tutorial. It kind of cut off the demo, but <laughs> the demo did its kind of job anyway. It's a taster session. It definitely, yeah, it definitely yeah, taste you're right. On the when is it out? November eighth or something, 8th. something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th this is exact. This, this particular demo is the exact type of thing I want to see from EGX. Like twenty minutes. There's enough demo stations for everybody to have a go because there was quite a lot of stations, weren't there? Even though we waited yeah, for yeah. a while, there was quite a lot of places for people to play it. Um, it's only half an hour, really, but it's, and, not too, it's probably the longest one yeah. we waited for. Yeah, yeah, I think it yeah. was. Yeah, um, but it give you a good taste of like two different sections of the game. Then it splashes up the thank you for playing, and you look sort of left. But I want to keep playing. Like, uh, let me carry on. Let me do some more. Yeah, that's exactly what this should do, and that's what EGXs of the past have done with things like Dishonored and Tomb Raider and stuff. Um, so yeah, so that I was very happy with this demo. Um, all round thumbs up. I, I do want to write something for the site at some point, but I just haven't had chance this weekend. We did. Um, we did make a slight mistake queuing in the Sonic queue for as long as we did, though, because if we went to the area, the TikTok area. It had Sonic Frontiers in there as well, and there was no cues. Yeah, I did notice that when we went past when yeah. you played some eFootball and that. Um, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that was definitely the the highlight, I think, for me personally. Uh, did anybody else, uh, Graham, any, did you play anything else that sort of stuck out to you throughout the day? Other than Bomberman, um, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did. I mean, obviously, I think we all had a, a touch on the this uh, Steam Deck thing, which yep. was impressive uh, technology as it is. I got shafted with the, the crud game they stitched me up with. I could have just done sharing the same library because different Steam Decks had different games, which I thought yeah, was... That's, that's yeah, like that's... If you really queued for a me. long time and got stiffed with a shit game, you'd be annoyed. And that's exactly Yeah, me and Jamie had a really long time, game. Which was the only blessing, but... Yeah, see, I, the, see the, the, like. the, the Steam Deck that was next to me, Grey, had a Yakuza. That was what the game was. It was no, online. I, so I, no. I got some Escape from Monkey Island shit that was basically just reading simulator. Dan got no. um he got Elden Ring, didn't he? Elden Ring, yeah. Yeah. Um and then the the one that was next to me had Yakuza on it. That's the one Graham should have gone. Could have been. Yeah. What could have so, been. And that's the thing. I think the experience for that, you had to take whatever you got with a pinch of salt. So from the actual hardware point of view, I was I was shocked yeah. at the size of it. Um <laughs> It really feels really well built. Um, loads of functionality between having like your touch pads on the front for if you're playing a type of game, from but more like that. The triggers at the back felt really solid. Um, the screen was beautiful. Um, really nice big screen, crystal clear. Um, did overheating would maybe be one of my worries because I wasn't playing a very intensive game, and even in the sort of five ten minutes that we were there, I could start to feel the back of it getting pretty warm. So if something that's a bit more taxing is running on it for any length of time, I'd be a wee bit concerned by that. Yeah, I think... Go on, Nick. No, go on. I said the game that me and you had was, mm. was I was thoroughly impressed with, and it kind of showcased the whole of the scene. It was Death Job, wasn't it? Yeah, Death Job, I think it was called, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah Death Job, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of, for me and Jay, it's perfect because it's set in the kind of the Portal universe. So for us, it was... Magical. I got the... I got the pop-up for that when I went into the library and then I tried to enter and it was like entering your um, parental pin. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah that, that did a great show because it, it was basically a tech demo. So it showed off yeah. the touch screen and the touch pads and the analog sticks and the triggers and the back pedals and the, uh, the what's it called? Gyro. Uh, yeah, gyroscope. Yeah, gyroscope. Um, and then, yeah, it was, it, I thought it was fucking brilliant. Um, 
But did did obviously you weren't a big fan of the game, whether it's called Neon White or whatever. Um, mm. But in terms of just the device itself, oh yeah, did, did it, it sort of win you over? Yeah, definitely. I mean, as I said, the, the graphics were good. The screen size was decent. It felt good in the hands. So everything you wanted from like a portable kind of handheld game kind of setup, and obviously it plays your Steam games, which is. Yeah. The first one to do it like this in a, a very decent way. Obviously, it's a pretty costly device, but yeah, yeah I just wished if they're going to showcase something decent like this, don't stick a turd like that on it. <laughs> yeah, give us a sheer library at least. Yeah, yeah. Or something you know. So, or even if it's games. all the same game, but it's an impressive, high detailed game to yeah. properly show it off. That like Kaka was playing Neon White wasn't taxing at all, but as taxing as what Ross was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I say, if you did want to play Deathstroke, it is on Steam, so you can for free, so you can just pick it up. Yeah, see what it's like. It go. Doesn't quite have the same go on uh, if you're not got, using <laughs> yeah. the Steam Deck, I imagine. No, yeah. not the same go, but <laughs> yeah, it's still brilliant. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that 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 whole story because it wasn't a, we played the whole thing, didn't we? Basically, uh, yeah, we did. and the story was good and stuff. But yeah, cool. Um, what about yourself, Ian? Anything Me? stand out to you other than Sonic that we mentioned? I actually surprised I did enjoy Modern Warfare. Even though oh, yeah. it's the Call of Duty, um, maybe because I killed loads of people and I was good at it, surprisingly. <laughs> like, but um, I think yeah, I just had fun. I'm looking forward to it, as I was saying with Vanguard, how pretty much poor it was, well received, and wasn't that great. Going back to his whole modern warfare roots, it's going to be enjoyable. And carrying Dan to a loss is always <laughs> fun. <laughs> Nice, nice. How many people were on a team? Was it eight v eight or something? It was eight v eight, yeah. So it was not because all eight were in the same like kind of area. So yeah. eight was on one side, eight was another side. But no one was really talking over each other. It was just more just in their zone and stuff. But yeah. I still I still kind of really enjoyed that. So yeah, that was good fun. Also, I did kind of like um the obviously it was not an Xbox or any kind of console. Is that Hadouken? A Hadouken game? I don't, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the hat, yeah. yeah. We, yeah we can we can discuss that quickly before we get to Ross. So, do you want to explain the, the concept of it? The concept. Oh, is it, is it always it? It's not. It's not VAR. Yeah, yeah, AR, it's AR, yeah. yeah AR technology. Yeah. So basically, you wear like a headset, and which was fun for me because I had to I had a massive head, so I had to put, kind of shove it on me with my glasses <laughs> and kind of yank it backwards so it kind of stays on my head for me. Yeah. But that was good fun. And then yeah, like I say, you saw it's like was it three three v three. And you can kind, of, yeah. kind of move your arm motion. If obviously audio listeners, audio listeners, you've just got to kind of move your arm forward and backwards to kind of shoot. And then you kind of you have also have a shield. You can charge that up, and then you kind of <laughs> throw your hands up in the air. Yeah, cause, which cause I didn't learn got, how to do in the first round. Because you got yeah. that, you got the screen on the headset you have new, which is like an iPhone, and then they also strap an iPhone to your wrist. So that's yeah. what it yeah. takes the motion. And like you said, if you lower it down and raise it up, you can bring a shield. Or if you fire next to your head, you fire bullets at the opposing team. Um, and was it four lives, wasn't it? And then you knocked it, or four hits, and then you lose four a life. Yeah, then you, yeah, and then four hits, and then, then you, yeah, four hits, and your shield goes down. Is it four? And then you hit. Yeah, I think then it's then five. Yeah, them the shield, or you have to hit the last shield bit takes their life away. Yeah, and you've got what is it? Three seconds that you're killed for, and then you come yeah, back in, and then you respawn. Yeah, yeah. that's it. For the audio <laughs> listeners, just think of um, Austin Powers Karate Chop. And that's kind yeah. of how you throw the fire. It was, <laughs> yeah. it's like ER dodgeball is the best way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. And and supposedly it's actually like an esport guy was saying, wasn't he? Yes. So mm. there's, there's actual yeah. teams that properly play this, which I imagine must be fun to watch, even if you're just you're well, just seeing they, like they six grown people they, doing they this next to your dead. 
Yeah, like, but they're doing like roly polies and stuff. I was like, with that gear on, prop- it's a bit, it's a bit chancy. They were properly yeah. going for it in the in the, the esport competitions. Um, but yeah, we played it, and Daniel, the ever confident man that he is, decided that the best way to go about it was me and him against these three. Um, and <laughs> old versus I'm, young. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for myself a little bit. I've put up a decent fight. I think I've got a good few kills both into the two rounds we played. Uh, the first round, Daniel got zero. And the second round, I think he got four. Short corner. Um, which was, was not bad. Um, but yeah, you, you three properly trounced us. So well done. <laughs> we had to buy the first round of drinks and stuff. Um, and it was funny how the guy was like, oh, people with two old work Statistically, better two work better than three. Yeah. Was, you haven't yeah, seen yeah, these. Yeah, but, <laughs> I was like, have you seen the pair of us? I think we've got no chance here. But uh, yeah, no, it, was, it was good fun. And that, again, that's the kind of thing I like EGX for as well. The stuff that you yeah. wouldn't be able to play at home. There's yeah, stuff yeah. that's a bit weird and a bit out there that you've either got to get more physical or you, you, you've only got certain hardware that you, you wouldn't physically fit in your home type thing. So, yeah, so more of that, please, EGX. Thank you very much. Um, all right, Ross, anything stand um, out to you other than what we've played and mentioned already? Yeah, I had two. Um, Unspottable, which I don't know. Did Ian, did you play? Oh, no, you played with us. You I've played, played it me before, and Grey, but... yeah. Um, I was a massive fan. Of it. I thought the game was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I think me, me, Gray, and Ian played it on the Friday, and then me and Dan went no, back home. It was me, you, and Jay. There was Jamie. Yeah. I oh, was it Jay? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah, yeah. Ah, I was just warfare at the time. Jake kept trying uh, to get you, Ross, and he kept missing. Kept missing. <laughs> punching the, <laughs> punching the air in front of you. Something else, and then I think. To give the listeners an idea, is basically you, you go to a map and all the characters are identical. Um, so the first part of the game is trying to find out which character on the screen you are, um, which to watch Dan try and do was hilarious. I, I um, wish I had played with Dan because oh, I can imagine. It was brilliant. Um, so basically you all start the same character and different maps have uh, like different stipulations and different things that you can do. So I think like one of them was the sushi part where if you collect X amount of sushis you can leave the building and that's a way to win but obviously collecting the sushi makes you stand out because people can see like if you collect X amount of sushi and the idea is to try and knock out the people who aren't the robots um, and obviously if you start punching people left right and centre you give away your position which means everybody else who's playing can see that you are the person that they're trying to hunt down but I was just it's such a simple premise and it was just oh one of the most hilarious games I've played. Is, I absolutely love it. It is a lot of fun. I reviewed this one. Again, this is one you were saying. It's been out for about a year at this point, I think. Yeah. Um, and I reviewed it and I, I really enjoyed it. And the kids still were actually playing it this weekend just off their own back. They were just scrolling for a lot. Oh, I want to play that game again. Um, and they're adding, the guy was saying they're adding online play at some point soon. That'll be. So that's once we've got be, online play, then yes, that's, we definitely need that's to. That's incredible. When that, if that, when that comes to online play, that'll be. If that ever goes online Game Pass, we know sure oh, yeah. what Project Game Pass That's is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because well, do you think they'll, they'll not... Will they be able to increase how many players it is? It depends, so I suppose. They could four do, because it's four-player four yeah. But I don't see why they couldn't up it to six or eight, perhaps. Yeah. Again, te- technical wizardry notwithstanding, of course. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good game. And that, in my review, that was pretty much the only real negative I put that... You could only play it locally, and at that time we were still sort of in the midst of the pandemic. So I was like, "Well, That's I can't really get anyone around to play it." So yeah, this kind of it's come at the wrong time now. But yeah, hopefully they can bring online and maybe up the play count. And we definitely have to have a go when they bring it out. 
Yeah, 100%. That was fantastic. Such a, as I say, such a simplistic game, but just tons of entertainment behind it. And it's yeah. currently 60% off. Ooh, even better. Even I'm, better. I'm, I might pick it up actually now. It's yeah, I'm, I, I might just do that when I'm sitting on the show. Yeah, and, and what was the other? You said you had two. What was the other game that was sort of called um, The other one was Inertial Drift. Um, so it was a, it's a constant racer. Um, you've got control over your accelerator and brake, things like that. But the the premise of the game is your car can't your car can't turn in like a traditional sense. Like if you pull the left stick to the left, your car will move. But instead of like trying to turn like that, it will just angle itself. Because the whole point of the game is you have to try and drift as much as possible. So you would flick the right stick the opposite direction to get the back end to step out to make it go around the corner that way. Um, it was set up as a mini competition. Uh, one lap on this map, do it as fast as you can. Graphically, it's got a sort of cell shaded type look, um, which drew me straight to it. Dan was actually commenting saying that I seem to have an affinity with these games that are sort of cell shaded. I uh, really like the style of them. Um, the idea of it is again, again simplistic it's just an EEB racer there's nobody else on the track it's just a time trial type idea but it's it's the sort of uniqueness of it's an, the car doesn't steer and you have to learn how to manage your speed at the same time as drifting because you also want to keep as fast as you can go but the faster you go the harder it is to drift so there's a risk reward strategy of that mm-hmm. um, beautiful looking game um, I was talking to the guy who was doing the stand and he's telling us that it's coming on next gen upgrade so it's going to be 4k 120 hertz which will be amazing to play because it will be just pristine smooth um, but the for somebody like myself who doesn't usually delve into lesser titles or indie sort of titles, um, obviously picking up a few bits and pieces for yourselves in the last year or so, like Killer coming back and things like that, I was really surprised at how good these games were. Um, so that's one thing that EGX has allowed me to do is to pick up these sort of smaller titles, get hands-on with them and actually realise, oh, wait a minute, it doesn't need to be triple a game or a massive developer behind it to actually have as much fun as i did because as much as i enjoyed playing sort of the e-football with gray and dan sonic frontiers the the retro games at night i would probably say out of all the games that i managed to get hands on with an initial d drift or um unspottable were my two highlights of the weekend yeah, that's a good chat. I mean, uh, both of them. I, I've actually reviewed Inertial Drift two years ago as well. The first. Uh, I noticed that when bit. you said that, I was like, "Oh." Um, I was just, this. I was just looking up quickly just to see. I gave it an eight at the time, um, and yeah, yeah I, I remember enjoying, like you said, flicking a stick to it. Constant, like your car was basically going sideways the entire yeah. time. Um, and some of the tracks towards the end of that release got got pretty damn hard. Really, um, but it was good fun though. It was good fun. So yeah, so yeah, so again, old games, but still, it's bringing a new life to it a new audience because someone yep. like yourself who not heard of them yeah and um and um educated healing yeah but um yeah no good i'm glad you you found some some good classic games and or newer versions of classic games that are great and nice. i won't delve any in too much detail but i also did go and speak to the developers uh sports interactive for football manager 23 but we'll not bore you <laughs> with that <laughs> done that on the, done that on the saturday and dan sort of seen me walk towards it and he was like nah, i'm out bye he walked to the other end of the showroom. Went back to the hotel to have a nap. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay. Well, yeah, so that again, that was it. Um, there was a few other bits and pieces that we did there, but definitely looking forward to going again next year, seeing if they can keep the forward upward momentum going, as it were. Um, yeah, cool. Thank you very much. So should we get into a couple of bits of quick news and then we'll move on to 
to other mm-hmm. bits and pieces that we're missing that we missed last week. Uh, so yeah. the main other news series I want to want to sort of get you guys' thoughts on are that Phil Spencer says Xbox will let, look at letting players disable quick resume at last. Huzzah, Graham, oh, I know you good. were you were uh, particularly um, vocal about this in the past. Do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, do you uh, is this up your boat? Up? Oh my god! Oh, fucking words, words, Graham. <laughs> really Are you in, excited? Uh, really up your boat? Yeah. Are you really worse? That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Get those cash camels. And, yeah. Hey, um, more cash camels. So on. now, now he said they're going to look. Obviously, they haven't actually said they're going to do it, but they're going to look into doing it. Um, is it is this something yeah. you would make use of? Yeah, I mean, there's there's games out there. I mean, FIFA's one of them. Fortnite's another. They they don't need quick resume because when you quick resume it, it goes mental and it kicks you out and goes sort of ape shit. <laughs> Yeah. You, just... should, you should be allowed to pick which game you want to quick resume. Like you yeah. always have a list where it says do not do not put in quick resume. Yeah. Because like, you don't mind restarting that one from the main menu, but it that's actually harms you to have it stuck on quick resume because either the game goes a bit glitchy or you know that yeah, things go awry. Whereas FIFA's yeah. FIFA's the one that's annoying me just now because it's the game I'm playing the most. As soon as like I've not played my Xbox click back in, you've been disconnected from the EA servers. Fuck's sake. Every but, time, yeah. And just... One thing I don't understand is that not every game supports it, so it seems like people developers have got the option to not include it. So why would EA include FIFA and Apex and uh, you know Epic with Fortnite and stuff when because they know it's not going to work properly? There's, I know why they do it. If you don't play things online like the career mode or stuff like that, then it's fine to quick resume. You're not doing anything that involves being online on the servers, but. You could probably ask sort of nine out of ten sort of FIFA players. They're either doing the ultimate team bit for online, or they're doing seasons mode outside of it. Both are online stuff, so it's quite rare that you. I mean, you do get your career players and people that play it offline, but then they're, they're not the sort of the top eighty percent of people that play that game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the same with like you said, Apex or Fortnite or um, yeah, a- a- Fall Guys. That's literally only online. So why would they even enable it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. In the, in the first place, just don't enable it. I assume it's if you do quickly load up something, you don't completely lose your game. Because if they don't have it at all, and then you quickly go, oh, I just need to load up this game quickly, or I just need to check, I don't know, my rewards or something that, you know, something that mm. switches away from your game, you could instantly lose it that way. And that could be quite annoying. So I kind of get it, but it's quite mm. rare that, that you, you need to do something like yeah. that. That's that's normally when you finish playing is when you switch to your your exactly. awards or your your library or something. But yeah, so yeah, so we'll see again. He's he's um, said they'll look at it, and I mean, surely something like this can't be the hardest thing to implement. If so, we'll I think see, my we'll initial thought was that it would not leave enough space for something that I really did want to keep in my quick resume. Mm. I think that yeah. was the more another annoying bit. So don't keep the. I mean, you can remove them, obviously, kick them out of the quick mm. resume, but the ones you don't want to be. If you've got a way of stop them being held, then that's even better. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, then you're having to remember to actually kick the ones out that you don't want on quick resume. Yeah, because yeah. you you can pin. I think it's up to two now that you can yeah. keep in quick resume, so that even if you no matter how many other games, it, it won't get rid of them. But yeah, you need the ones like you said, the opposite way. Um, I think even that has an expiry on it at some point. Like you can't keep it pinned for ages because I had that of Yakuza one on for like a week. Yeah. I didn't touch it. Went back to it and it restarted it anyway. I think they. I think they unpin or they lose their quick resume if they get an update or if um, there's some sort of change to the state of the game, as it were. Um, mm. So obviously, yeah, I guess that won't work, but at least it will. It's a start, but now we just need the opposite. 
do not quick resume me any more Fall Guys, please, because yeah. it just Leave makes me it yeah. twice yeah. as long. Yeah. Yeah. Takes longer to load in. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because you really, you go back into it, I've been kicked out of the service. Great. Now I've got to go out, quit out the game, and then reload it back in again. And reload it anyway. Yeah. So you've just, you know, granted, it's only what, five, six seconds of your life. Yeah, but it's still, it's annoying. It's an inconvenience. <laughs> yes. Especially when everything else is generally quite so smooth flowing Quick, and, and convenient. convenient so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No, it's good. Took a good choice to take a drink right now. Where everyone shut up. Um, <laughs> all right, I think we're going to skip over the other two ones there because unless anyone really wants to talk about either of them. Which one was uh, this? Uh, Disney Cyberpunk. Uh, go Cyberpunk for getting their finger out their ass and fixing it, and then it leads credibility to the fact of it clearly. It clearly was the outside company, Saber Interactive, who done their job very shoddily. Because now that it's came back in house, it's been rectified. Everything's running much better. It looks a lot better. It runs a lot better. And now is it was I think on Steam it was the highest selling game over, or was the most played game over Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, um, I think because of the anime, wouldn't it? The edge run. Yeah. You know, so I, was just about I think to that, that that's probably helped Mars. That's probably done in my favor as well. But the game must be in a good enough place that people are willing to jump mm-hmm. in and play it. Yeah. So it just it makes it seem like I get obviously the size and scale of the game was they had to bring out an outside quality control group, but sometimes is it better to take an extra six months and test in house and get it what you want it to be instead of some company coming in half assing it, putting out a terrible game on launch, and you having to build up the reputation of the game after it's launched? Yeah. That's my thing. I was going to say the new anime on Netflix, Edwana. Absolutely brilliant. I'm at episode four and I'm loving it. I definitely recommend anyone who likes Cyberpunk or who loved the game check it out because so I've, I've not looked into the anime at all. Is it to do with the game or is it just set in the universe? It's set in the same universe, so nothing so you to don't, the game you don't follow V or anything like that. It's no, it's that. completely separate, but it's in the Cyberpunk universe in that city, United City, all that malarkey. I think I'll add that to the list. I haven't even watched the Resident Evil Netflix program yet, let alone bloody Cyberpunk. <laughs> well, Cyberpunk's better than Netflix. Then Netflix, then Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, I understand Resident Evil's a bit cack. But... Just watch some Jeffrey Dahmer. That's all you need to watch. Who? Uh, let's move on. Right. Um, let's do some quick... <laughs> Don't ask him. Let's do some, <laughs> some quick hit news reads in. Um, Scorn's release dates been moved forward. Uh, it's now a week ahead of it was due on the 21st and now coming out on the 14th of October so not very long to wait for that at all very excited to play that come to Game Pass day one it looks um, so fucked up it, it really does it really so does. fucked up <laughs> um, on the opposite end of the spectrum Ubisoft's Skull and Bones has been delayed by four months at the last minute so it was due out I think was it this month like in a couple of yeah. weeks uh, and now they've delayed it until March 9th, supposedly. It comes out the day after oh, the so I'm happy with that. I'm so sad. A boat know, sim I, game is... I can't, <laughs> oh. I can't imagine there's a great deal of people are tremendously upset about this, but, I mean, it's as if anyone's been keeping up with it, it's been announced and gone away and announced and hidden and delayed the, and surprised so the, much. It's just, why are you even bothering at this point? The big issue was, was it not announced at a very similar time as Sea of Thieves was announced, like originally? I think announced. it was before Sea of Thieves, yeah. And everything about it was like, yeah, Sea of Thieves is great, but it's awfully cartoony and doesn't it? Like, yeah, this is, this is serious. This, this looks like a real proper pirate simulator game. The game looks fantastic. Yeah, that was six years ago. Yeah, you're and a real pirate. It's hard back and delaying it's it. And... hard to stay like enthusiastic about a game that's been delayed this often. Yeah, and especially like Ian said, a boat game. A boat game. We're not interested. Um, 
Uh, and finally, Dark Pictures of Man and Madan and Little Hope have got free current gen upgrades, uh, which include the usual ups buffs of you know 4K extra frames, all that nonsense. As I well as downloaded Man and Madan. Come and see yeah. what it looks like. Good man, good man. I've been meaning to to download it again. Um, it got brand new suite of accessibility features for players if they they struggled with button presses like <clears throat> someone. <laughs> Some um, people. <laughs> and also, I'll never Man forget you killing him. Let's just let's yeah, we'll worry about that. Let's um. Uh, and Man of Medan's also got an extra scene in it, supposedly, uh, at the end of the game. A oh, new nice. ending, uh, a new deaths, and new outcomes, I think they said in the thing. But again, I've not played it yet, and I've not seen anything about it, so hopefully I'll get a chance to check it out this week. I'll let you know, and I'll be yes. back to you next week. Nice, nice. Do, cool. do you think, just a quick throw-out point, everybody's completed... Um, ah, what's the newest one called? House of Ashes. House of Ashes, everybody's completed that? Yes. I wonder yes. if I, I doubt Graham has it. I wonder if it'll have anything to do with the ending of that CIA government. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's because it's I think, well, without spoiling it for anyone who might not have played it yet, I think the current, the, the previous set of endings sort of, they kind of tease something that never quite came. So I yeah. think this is kind of going to add to it and then, round it off a bit nicer perhaps but we'll try it hopefully me or ian or one of us will play it and at this point uh some point this weekend we'll get back to it and we shall talk about it next week show. cool all right well that's about it for the news this week um there's the yeah not really much else to talk about so ross i'm feeling that i need a bit of plugging Jones. please can you <laughs> plug plug away <laughs> sir plug away plug you greatly you did also forget to mention about the um update on the witcher 3 wild hunt next gen coming out on q4 2022 but i'll let you away with it it's fine i'll make That's sure right. i give you. you an extra an extra proper plugin because of it oh good good <laughs> so start start at the end and work our way back up this time so insert coin xbox tavern 22 for five pound off orders over 50 pound um jay are you rocking anything it's a shock that you're not if... oh no there we go so Jay's usually good for rocking some um, insert yep. coin merch. Um, I think we've all got quite a few pieces, um, bits and bobs, hoodies. You know what? We were we were moving the kids' bedroom. Sorry to go off a bit on a tangent. Moving the kids in our bedroom around. I had to take all my clothes out of the wardrobe. No word of a lie. Like About 25 T-shirts and about eight <laughs> or nine hats and some trousers that I'd forgotten I even bloody had. Let alone <laughs> the stuff oh, I bought recently. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Is it all 3XL as well? Yes, yes. Never wear shirts the same size, do you? No, I don't like stuff that fits. Anyway, carry on. Um, Discord uh, links will be in the show notes. Uh, If you want to jump in, uh, give us your thoughts on Game of the Year. Um, We are also still doing the Guess the Game Challenge. So I think, Ian, you had a bit of a mirror today, didn't you? You were the last question before you got it. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. Get it. You had a yesterday, you smashed it. Yesterday, yep. I won't say the answer for people who are maybe playing backwards. Ian got it first attempt. Uh, how he oh, managed no. to get it from that picture, I'll never know. I got it on the second one. Um, even though, even though Ian accused me of some shit houseery. Um, so jump into our Discord. Uh, jump into the guest game challenge. Um, game of the year, just general game and chat. Um, socials, see them run on the bottom of the screen Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon 
Um, TikTok, I'm sure Dan's probably put 100 of them up from EGX. We know what he's like. Um, speaking of Patreon, if you want to support us with your hard-earned money, patreon.com forward slash Xbox Tavern. Shout out to our superstar supporter, Beth. Thank you very much for all your hard, hard graft for us. It's much appreciated. Um, Apple and Spotify podcasts if you could jump over there, rate us five star leave a wee comment underneath um, helps us get more exposure, gets us into more people's ears, on more people's screens um, gets us to become a, a bigger and better community and last but not least you can find all of our reviews and Jay's thoughts on EGX over at xboxtavern.com Nice, thank you very much I'm, I'm going to slide one extra little plug in if you don't mind, oh! just a little sneaky one after the Naughty. fact um, this past Friday night, I was very fortunate enough to be invited onto the Game Site Chronicles podcast, uh, which is a podcast by a lad uh, named well, his, his Twitter is at Bondfire777, and the Game Site Chronicles is Game Site Podcast. Um, he does a one man show generally uh, where he talks about all sorts of console gaming, and he asked if I wanted to go and join him to talk about Xbox. So I did. We might have talked about a few other things as well, but we, uh, yeah, we, we mostly stuck to Xbox and Resident Evil and, um, Pikmin and Last of Us. So yeah, that'll be out, I believe, um, probably around the time you, that this one will be out as well. So if you want to go and if for some reason you want another hour and a half of me chatting away shit, um, <laughs> feel free to go and have a listen to that. That'd be wonderful. But yeah, I really enjoyed talking to him and, um, yeah, hope whoever listens to it enjoys it as well. So thank nice. you very much. There we go. Cool. So. Let's get on to, whoa, 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 skipping ahead, Ian. Let's get on to Xbox Game of the Year throughout the years. And we're, again, we're a week behind, but we're not going to skip over what is probably one of the best years that we've had recently, 2018. Um, So if you're not familiar with this part of the show, this is where we look through Xbox's history. And each year, between the team and some of the community as well, we pick a game each that would be our Game of the Year for that year. And like I said, this year is 2018, and I'm going to go to Ian first because why, me first why the hell not, eh? Oh, Ian, Ian. All right, do you want me to go someone else first? No, it's fine. I'm ready. You got it. Okay, cool. Right, Ian, tell me what your fa- Xbox game of the year would be for 2018. So, shock half everyone would guess. I will do my shout outs first because it's obvious that my game of the year. So, also, special shout out to A Way Out. Um, such a good game. Such a good Yes, so thank you. So unique and amazing. I loved like playing that co-op. Fantastic experience. Yeah, so I played co-op with my missus or split screen. It was good fun, you know, just the storyline was just brilliant. It was great. Can't and then the it. twist at the end. Yes, I didn't see I I had a funny feeling, but then I was yeah, like, you nah, could, I can't You be. sort of thought it, and then it, like when it happened, even though you might have suspected, you were still like, you bastard. Yeah, so that was good. Um, also, Loved Unravel 2. I loved the first one and the second one was brilliant because we made kind of co-op elements into it. Again, beautiful game. Also, one final shout out was a quick one is Forza Horizon 4. But my piece of game of the year that I love too much has to be, of course, to bore everyone to death, Hitman 2. Mm-hmm. So, of Not course, I mean, it was not a surprise, really. I think this one I preferred more than the first one because I think they improved on it so much more um, than they did with the first one. Because I think it kind of peaked, they changed a few concepts they had in like Blood Money. They kind of brought into the Hitman 2, like the kind of picture in picture. But say, for example, you go and kill, like, you got to set up a, like a, a trap for the enemy that you're talking to. in the map. Yeah, once a month. You can go off and then also when they do die, you have a little picture in the picture in the top about them dying. Yeah. 
Whereas in the first one, didn't have that. You just they just died, and you're like, oh, they're dead. So you knew what was happening. I it love was... the fact. Go on. I yeah, I love, I love the fact that they had the and like Blood Money was my favorite. Um, as I say, Hitman. Sorry. Um, so when that came back in, it was like, oh, that's like just because you, know, you can see the like the fruits of your labor, like you've went and planned and did X, Y, and Z. So you actually see the payoff and not just get like a wee thing telling you that the target's dead. It's like, yeah, what exactly, is- yeah. And I think it just had a few more different elements. Like they had a couple of levels where it wasn't just killing targets. It was more like one level you had to kind of find a target and you had no idea who it was. Another um, level was you had to kind of. Um, pick up a couple of items or search for an item. So it kind of wasn't just all about killing the targets. You had to do other little variety of you know, a few little things here and there. I think that that way it just improved on it for me. So, and I had to love all the levels more than I did in the original one. Even though the first one was fantastic, I loved it. And the best thing about it too is you could play one as well. So it all came in the first game as well. So I had to play for all through again. The hardships. Yeah. The hardships. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. I love, I love, um, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. For me, I get achievements. That's my, yeah. my love. and that truly is insane. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So Hitman Two. Happy days. Very nice. So I'll, I'll I'll be surprised to see what it was. Hitman Three this year. Yeah. No Hitman Three. No, it wasn't. It wouldn't be Hitman. Hitman Three was two thousand and twenty one. Okay. Well, I was going to say when we I'll get to the video, I'll, I'll be. I'll see if we can. Because didn't you pick the original Hitman as your game of the year? Whenever that that year was as well. Yes, it is. Three. I can. Yeah. I tell you this now. Three on that year will not be my game of the year. Whoa! Oh, that's not, see, that's that's the slipping little tease in there. That is. Yeah. Two, yeah. So two was peak. Two peaked it. Like it went one, two, three, like that. So there's another game that's better oh. than Hitman Three that year. We, we're gonna. I mean. There's no denying that, but cool. Right, let's let's uh, <laughs> all right, cool. Thank you very much, Ian. Uh, Graham, tell me all about your game of the year for 2018, please. Yeah, I, I was struggled a little bit this year, if I'm honest. I mean, there's a lot of games that you guys wanted to pick, but um, I just picked one that I did play through and complete and then kind of enjoyed, and that was uh, Far Cry 5. Um, it's kind of uh, yeah, it's. I mean, graphically, it's always the Far Cry games have always been pretty epic graphically, and the story of this one is just a bit far fetched, but it's still um, quite as gripping as they all kind of are. There's always a super villain, and this one's kind of a super villain family, um, but they kind of believe they're a, I suppose, a, a cult and law upon themselves, and the guy thinks he's like a born again Jesus in a way, and he's. Um, yeah, it's intimidating when you kind of get into this kind of the story and then his whole, you have to sort of take on their family one at a time and they each have their own kind of quirks and you have to kind of band together with a kind of resistance in the area to sort of fight back at them. And yeah, it's it's Far Cry all over. And this one, it's probably on par with, uh, on four with me, the sort of the way the story plays and the gameplay, etc. Um but yeah, still a solid playthrough, a solid story, and yeah, quite a long game, so value for money as well. And yeah, I quite enjoyed it. There, there was clearly bits I didn't enjoy where you you couldn't avoid the kidnapping sections, no matter how hard you tried. And yeah, the amount of times you get captured, it's almost Bond villain esque how they kind of always give you a chance to escape every time. <laughs> but that's probably the only kind of downside I have for it. That and the ending annoyed me, but. Other than that, 
it's yeah solid game and i enjoyed it love the playthrough and you can play it cooperatively as we did for parts as well yeah, yeah. good yeah, see, what what i enjoy about far cry especially far cry 5 is that is far cry if you played one of them you know exactly what you're going to get and it's just <clears throat> like crazy action shoot good first person shooting lots to see and do and explore unlock but, this place by going to this waypoint yeah complete this objective, tower. and that's it and like grace said like it's just fun in it there's not it's not too challenging you haven't you're not sitting there wrestling with the, the emotions of a cult you know kidnapping and murdering people you're like oh, i've got a flamethrower and i've got some molotovs and i've got bow and arrows Woo-hoo! right off we go yeah yeah don't yeah that's another downside they'll play with you when there's fire involved it's pretty much you on any game <laughs> yeah fire yes. Media. yes one day maybe you'll learn your lesson but we'll, we'll keep going until, yeah. um, why am i on yeah. fire again <laughs> hello uh cool yeah so far cry 5 great choice i was was actually high up my list until i uh looked through the rest of the games that i've chosen and then uh, it's sort of got knocked oh, down boy. a little bit but it's still a great game um start to reel them off then okay i'll, I'll well i set myself up sorry ross you could wait <laughs> uh, you well, my, my pick saving the best uh, one till last uh, yeah I'll, I'll give you my mentions very quickly uh owlboy which is a wonderful 2d platformer adventure which i actually played on the switch but um it came out like the same time on the xbox and it was fuck it was tremendous just like old school simple platforming action that looked great played great not too long not too challenging not too easy good almost almost my pick if i had played it on xbox i probably would have picked it uh walking dead final season the uh market and ninja remaster and of course shemi one two repackaged into one game finally at last what a, i mean what a oh, fucking time to be alive eh uh, but my actual pick is, I mean, we're going to get into this with uh, special guest Pete uh, pick as well. I'll just mention it right now. We both picked Red Dead Redemption 2. Ah, horse riding simulator. Yes. Ugh. So we we both picked up this game uh, shortly game. shortly after launch because um, we were both weren't entirely sure about it. But we, we picked it up at the same time. And we spent probably five months playing it together. Like Obviously not co-op because it's not co-op. It's single player. But like... We'd be playing it of an evening for a couple of hours, and then it, he'd get to a point. He messaged me, "Have you got to this point yet?" Yeah, I'm just about to do it. And then next night, I'd be a little bit ahead of him, and I message, "Have you done this yet? Or have you found this yet? Or met this character? Or been to this town? Or got into this gunfight?" And that made it more enjoyable. But just the actual—I mean, Rockstar, uh, fucking dogs, bollocks, really—and open worlds and uh, story and characters and gunplay and everything—and it's just a masterpiece from start to finish. It, it's very slow, like you guys were saying, incredibly slow, especially the opening when you're getting through the snow and you, you're trying to sort of set everything up. I mean, they could have shortened that down quite a bit. But yeah, when you're actually trying to get your camp <laughs> set up. Yeah, but just it, once you once you get yourself sort of absorbed in that world, and very few games these days actually get me that invested and like properly like in the in the zone, as it were, in terms of being sucked into a game, but. I just I loved it from start to finish. I don't think I'll ever play it again because it's way too long, way too long for for like a repeat play to play it how I would like to play it. Um, but yeah, a tremendous, tremendous game and easily one of the best games that Rockstar have ever put out. I thought that's what yeah, you were talking yeah. about. There, I mean, you spoke to Kaninch. It took five months to get from one destination to the other on the horse. I was going to say, that's that. it, yeah. <laughs> it, like I said, it took us way because obviously I was I was playing other games for review, and he was playing his bloody F one and all that sort of stuff. So we weren't just just playing that game, but 
That's a game we, what Quick we'll, Resume should be made for. Set it going and complete yeah. two other games before you can go back and get to that yeah. other destination. That, that would have been ideal, but yeah, it was just I loved every second of it. It was like go go this way, go miles that way. You're like, oh, I don't want to. And you just, you see auto one of the horse. Like, well, I'm on my phone for a bit because I can't skip this or fast travel. Yeah, I, I did do that a little bit, but then I found that if I did actual traveling, like paying attention. Half the time, I'd be like, "Oh, what's this over here?" Or there's a there's a hunting spot, or there's more characters to meet, or side missions or something to come across. And I ended up barely using like the quick travel or like the auto travel at all by the end, even though it took fucking forever to get anywhere. I was just enjoying just exploring that world. Um, yeah, I got like it. chapter five on it, and then I stopped. It, it was it was just brilliant from start to finish, and the ending. Oh, tears rolling down my eyes. Anyway, Ross. Let's get to you now, shall we? Let, tell us all about your game of the year for 2018, please. So I'll go with my uh, honourable mentions first. As Ian was saying, A Way Out was one of my ones as well. Fantastic game. Um, great Good idea. Man. The whole constant being in, sort of being able to see what the other person was doing. Um, the other one I went for was AC Odyssey. Um, probably most years would have picked it. Um but the one I went for, I put in... One second before you say, AC Odyssey was good, but I felt like it was never-ending. Oh, it was huge. It was ridiculous. And then they added DLCs in that were 40 hours long, and there was three of them, and it was... Yeah. You never... So I was like, has this, has this has the game finished? Have I, have I, I haven't rolled credits yet, but has it finished? Oh, I've, rolled, like... I've, I've rolled credits on the main story. I still haven't finished all the DLCs, and I have put at least 150 hours, 160 hours into that game. It's, yeah, it was... it's unbelievable how like the the game is huge. I mean, it's a great story. Um, the DLCs are all fantastic, but the like the DLCs could have been their own standalone game. That's how yeah. big they are. Um, so any other year probably would have pipped it. Um, just the whole area that was set in regards to sort of the Greek Spartan type idea. Love the idea of it. Um, but. The one that I did end up going for was Forza Horizon 4. Um, to date. And it could be because of the area. I might be a bit biased that I can drive past Edinburgh Castle and then it's like, yay! Scotland gets acknowledged as being a real country. Um, <laughs> it could it could be something to do with that. Um, but no, I just love that uh, I put so many hours in this game, whether it be online, um, just I, I was always... Like the adaptive seasons is always the first year that they brought that in where you went through sort of spring, summer, autumn, winter. Um, the car selection, as with a Forza game, you expect it to look beautiful. So it was a beautiful looking game. Um, no, it was just really great. I, I loved, as they said in the UK, introducing some of the events that they had. The showcases were awesome. Um, best, best Horizon game. Um, from the series so far, if you ask me. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, they went backwards with five. Yeah, five's sure. great, but it's it's too much. They they've they've oversaturated it. Yeah, I think they put the wrong location. Personally, they should have gone somewhere like Japan or something. Yeah, the next horizon. I think the the next horizon is the last horizon, isn't it? They're going to have a hiatus from it for a while. Oh, okay. Um And it has to be Japan, if you ask me. Um, the whole game needs to be set at night. You have to have hill climbs where like you've got corners that are like going around them like that. Um you've got to go through like the neon streets. Yeah. The next the next horizon has to be Japan. But four 
is perfection in regards to an arcade racing game. Nice, nice. That's a, that's a good choice. I mean, we did play it for Project Game Pass. But I forget we, what month it was. And we did. And we enjoyed it when we got on it. Yeah, when we could get it to work. Oh, it was, it was yeah. passable fun. Um, yeah, I mean, myself and Graham probably uh, not quite game of the year material, but it's, yeah, well, good. It, it, I mean, it is. They seem to be getting more joy from not playing it than playing it when they put their car on auto drive to get all the, the good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was five. That was, yeah, that was five. That yeah. was five, yeah, where you could just set it to like overnight. Yeah, and you set it so that it had traction control, no drift, auto drive, and a three hour lap race that you completed fifty laps of and then got sixteen million credits and god knows how much XP. Yeah. That's the best way <laughs> to play a game. Not play it at all. Right, cool. So, yeah, thank you very much. So uh like I said, um Special guest Pete also picked Red Dead Redemption. Uh, he did have a couple of honourable mentions, though, including Far Cry 5, Walking Dead, uh, Jurassic's World, um, Evolution, Donut County, and Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Great game. Which was a, a great game, and I believe is also still in Game Pass. Here. Yes, it is. Definitely check that one it out is. at some point. Nice. Well, yeah, like I said, next year, uh, sorry, next week will be 2019. So if you want to get your answers in, hit us up on our Discord, which Ross alluded to earlier on, or on Twitter, or in the comments of this video and we'll come back and check it entirely up to you. Uh, let us know what your game of the year for 2019 would be. That'd be wonderful. All right. Let's um, bring ourselves forward into the modern day. And we're going to talk about our project game pass game as it's now the 2nd of October. We, our September game is up. We chose midnight fight express, which is a single player sort of isometric brawler game. It come into game pass. I think early last month, Daniel reviewed it. He was fairly high on it. Uh, and we've talked about it every week or so since then. However, the only person we haven't heard from so far is Ian. Uh, yes. Before we give our sort of final scores and verdicts. So, Ian, tell me what your opinion of it, please. I actually really liked it. I'm going to keep playing it. That's, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of annoyed that I didn't start earlier. But, yeah, actually, it is good fun. I mean, it is. But I think sometimes you find it um, a bit of a few annoying bits. But, like I say, once you've got kind of like a build and you kind of learn how to do the combos, not combos, um, like the parry and like you know picking up weapons mm. and stuff and kind of changing how you play. Yeah, yeah really enjoyable. I got I think, I think on mission fourteen. I want to say yeah. I've just I've just done like the wave racing bit and then I've done a, f a few more levels after that. So yeah, really actually fully enjoying it. I'm surprised something oh. so simple actually yeah. really good. Yeah, good. It's good. Um, and so anyone else played some more in the last week or so? Yeah, I did. Uh, I think I've got into there's only 40 levels, and I'm into the 30s of that now. I want to sort of okay. get to the end of this one as well. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of different builds to play through. Once you get so far, you almost max out all of the different paths anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, that's good. The, the only one I haven't done is there's a, a rope path. But yeah, I, know, I saw that. When did you unlock that? Okay, you're yeah. I'm in the 30s, and I still haven't. Um, that's fine because it was weird about that was the rope was like in the, in between that and the gun so i was like that makes no yeah. sense uh, it confused me you, you get the gun a bit later and it's like a slow reload you get like one bullet and you can flick between the bullets and it takes a bit longer to reload to use mm -hmm. but it, it can come in handy when people start with guns because you can get rinsed in seconds against people with guns so you, you literally roly-poly and all around the match trying to avoid all the guns yeah i'm roly-poly phone stuff roly-poly phone stuff <laughs> yeah. roly-poly phone stuff <laughs> yeah but I mean, like I said, the missions are literally they only take about sort of five, six minutes per level. And some levels are harder than the others, so it might take a bit longer. But yeah, it's 
kind of like a little mini strategy to each kind of level as well. I, I mean, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's one of the things where I think I might like, like say, two or three levels a night, just trying to get through it all and see how I get. Fair enough, fair enough. What would you say, Frost, you played much more of it at all? Or have you played it at all? I can't remember. You haven't touched it. <laughs> I well, have a go, you have a go at me. I, 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 I feel ashamed for not, but I, between trying to get stuff done for a football manager, EGX, and then FIFA dropping, I just didn't have a chance. Yeah. I feel like this might be one of those ones you know, where you've just discovered Unspottable and Inertial Drift. In about a year's time, you'll go back to him. Like, yeah, I'll go back to him. Oh, that's actually it. really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I've made my thoughts clear on, on previous shows, but it's good. Um, it's, it's just not for me, I don't think, even though I like those sort of games generally. I'd... I, I did a, another couple of levels. Um, was it Wednesday or Thursday night? I can't remember. And I got to the end of the second one. I was no, I'm, I've, I don't want to do this anymore. It's just not grabbing me at all, um, which is a shame. But like I said, if I could play in co-op with someone, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more. It's just, it's just whatever it is is not, is not got the stuff to get me excited to play it. I just end up getting bored after, even though the levels are only five minutes. I do one or like I said, one or two, and I'm. Like, no, that's enough. I'll have enough. I want to go play something else now. So, uh, all right. We, should we give our scores quickly and then we'll reveal the new game? Step. Bum, ba-dum, bum, bum. So, uh, Daniel obviously did his review, gave it 7.5. Uh, I'm going for a round six. Uh, Ian? Uh, I did white on the sheet, but ignore that. I'm going same as Daniel, about 7.5. Yep. And Graham? Yeah, I was saying I put seven point five. I mean, it's it's not epic, but it's a decent playthrough. So seven point five for me. That's fair enough. So yeah, so we'll tally that up. We'll average it out, and then that will go onto the website where we've got a page for all of the games we've played, where you can see all of our previous scores and 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 gameplay clips that we've made. So you can go check that out. Um, we've picked a new game. I don't know if Ross is aware of this yet, but we picked a new game. Um, for Project Game Pass, we discussed we did. it last you were, night. You were in the discussion. While I was right. half asleep. Um, I really feel like we should have all picked up. Okay. That's how it goes, isn't it? It's how it did, goes. Did, 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 did you play no, the last one, though? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, we uh, we discussed amongst ourselves last night, which hopefully everyone will be happy with. I'm sure Daniel will. Uh, there's a game coming to Game Pass on the 11th of November, uh, October, sorry, which is Evil which is a social deduction multiplayer game, much like Project Winter or uh, Among Us, where the idea is there's two bad actors in a group of players and everybody's trying to complete tasks, but the two bad people are trying to kill people or cause them to fail. And it looks like it could be good fun. So we should check that one out. Evil. It's E and then Villas in like a city place. Um, E-V-I-L-L-E. This is the one. The trailer's on the screen now. Um, it's sort of like it's medieval theme, so it's a bit of uh, witchcraft and hocus pocus and all sorts of goodies. Yeah, so we'll go check that one out. That'd be wonderful, unless anyone's got any better suggestions. But we'll go with that for now. Ross looks well confused. I, I'm, hopefully... reading of, I'm reading up about it. Good, good, good. <laughs> but so, I've yeah, got so... my glasses on, hence the squinty eyes. <laughs> it's, it's squinting. Yeah, I can see the eyes. Like, hmm. Yeah. So hopefully we'll play that one um, when it comes out in a week or so. Excuse me. Um, and it'll be good fun, I'm sure. We enjoyed Project Winter. For some, those of us who played together so far enjoyed things like Among Us. So yeah, we'll give it a go. And we, we shall report once we've played it. But let's get on to things we are playing that Ross is more aware of, including, let's just pull the Band-Aid off, shall we? Do we have, four, oh, should we, should we four, save it to last? Four of the five of us 
<laughs> I've been playing oh, this wonderful new release named FIFA 23. As I understand, it's the final football game ever. So we get it out of the way and we don't need to talk about football ever again. Well, why um, do you think that's what it is? Uh, they said they're not doing any more FIFA games, so that's the end of football forever. It's not um, FIFA nice try. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to give you my, my quick thoughts because I played it last night. Um, and it's FIFA. So, Graham, what are your thoughts on football? Hey, Greg, yeah. Jay, you did really well. You you you, you yeah, lost. You I, I only point. lost three nil. No, was three it three three two? Oh, sorry, three two. The first game. Oh wow. Oh no, I thought you meant be your. That was game. Game. That was amateur. That was yeah. That was the easy setting with the women's teams, and then I played a was it world class <laughs> or legendary whatever it was, and I got. I think it was three nil in the end. Yeah. Um, once again, that it's it's from an outsider who's not into the football games. It can easily be seen as the same game as last year, but. Those that do play it solidly know how different this new one is compared to the last one. It's everything. It's all subtle, but it's for those. It's massive for those that play it constantly, sort of every year. Wait, and... I forgot. Dan said ten minutes, and you've got nine minutes thirty left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm just speaking about the main kind of bits. I mean, uh, as far as everything's the same. Yes, they're the same things are there. Volta's back. Ultimate Team's back. Career Mode's back. Pro Clubs is back. They're, they're all there. Um, but I'm, I'm not gonna sort of bury the lead. Sort of the main people that play sort of FIFA definitely do play, play the ultimate team, which is where money seems to be involved, buying packs, etc. It's where the, the main focus seems to be, but not to discount everything else there. A lot of the other sort of things do get played and they are good fun too. But, um, yeah, it's just they they said the new like hyper motion technology kind of thing, and you kind of do see new animations. The goalies, the way they kind of move is way more realistic than what it, they have been in the past. They don't look as daft. And it's just, yeah, they've tried to sort of bring a new different balance into the game because usually when the game resets back into a new game, it's all about try and get the people with the fastest players and then just try and run past everyone. And it's been that way for probably like the last three or four years. But this one, they've tried to tackle it a different way and it's quite unique. Sort of, you can't just use the fastest players to sort of run it through anymore. And yeah, just everything feels different, but the same. Familiar, but the fluidity, they've kept that there. That's something that even the eFootball couldn't get a touch on the fluidity of the actual game. It's not as sort of broken up or choppy as that kind of game is. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I'm already sort of hours into it. And yeah it's already going to be a firm favourite of mine this year. And yeah, I've already been playing it today already. It goes to show you how much of this week has been dominated by this kind of game. And yeah, there's just so many intricacies around just even one game mode in the ultimate game mode that people talk strategies with those that are football fans and people sort of recommend different players that they've probably not heard of before. And the way they've kind of mixed up chemistry this year means people can make their fantasy teams a bit more have a bit more variety to their kind of team without sacrificing some of the perks that come with you know picking a team from the same league etc so although that doesn't mean much to non-fifa players or non-football players but it's decent let's just say they haven't just or they have for the switch anyway they've copy and pasted the same game and changed the names again but not for the major consoles, and that's probably one of the biggest thing they've proper emphasised on crossplay this year. So um, Xbox and PlayStation share a market now on the Ultimate Team, so that 
there's no one has a better market than the other and you can play against people on the opposing platforms now and you can play with people from opposing platforms and go co-op with them in the same game which is something is that the first thing for this year or did they do that before they trolled it last year but um not so much for ultimate team i think it was season play that you could play against uh, the opposing side but they've really properly integrated it this year yeah what's what's quite good now is is as Gary was saying we've been crossplay like so there's certain um there's certain game modes or there's certain parts of the objective section in Ultimate Team where you can do like friendly competitions and you have to do X amount of tick box exercises that basically you get packs by completing, say, score 50 goals, for example. Um, and what they've done now is you can now link up in Ultimate Team to do that with a friend. So, like, me and Gray could jump into a friendly game, I could let him score 50 goals, he gets it, then we'll jump into another friendly game, he lets me score 50 goals, it's done and dusted. We both got the, the benefits for it. Um, 50 a lot. Goals. <laughs> just a random yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's, it's not really if you play if you play on beginner in a six minute game you yeah. can score 50 goals ridiculously easy um so Talk things like that here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just wee bits like that because a lot of times last year they they had sort of things where if you wanted to do that sort of achievement you sort of had to message the guy like before you or girl before you kicked off and was like, I'm doing this objective and I have score three headers. Can you let me score three headers? And if you've got anything to do, I'll let you score three goals from outside the box type idea. Um so there there is a little bit, especially when it comes to like the friendly scenario where you don't have to like use a uh, like uh, draft tokens and things like that to get in it where you've only got a limited amount of things to do um, you could sort of like work a system that you got what you need to get out whereas this year because it's got like cross play where even if, if your mates play on Playstation you can jump in with them and do it as we're saying on Xbox as well so it's building on what Gray was saying in regards to how it's the same but different the 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 meta or how they like apply it is completely different this year as Gray was saying it used to be you wanted players that had 90 plus pace run past everybody and that's all you had to worry about whereas there's a lot of different techniques that you can use this year so a big thing that i've noticed which has been lacking in the last couple of fifas is crossing um last few fifas crossing was null and void you really didn't get any you didn't really get any sort of benefit from crossing unless it was you were using a really fast player a low driven cross to the back post because he was the first man in and a tap in that was really the only benefit you got from it. Whereas this year, you can actually work on crossing from deep to pick out a tall striker and get the benefit that way. Um, you don't need to necessarily have just pace. If you have players who have, it's they've got a new system called Accelerate, and it's basically they've got three different types of running systems: explosive. Um, I can't remember the middle one. Lengthy, lengthy, and explosive are the two opposite ends of the spectrum, and then control. Sorry, is the middle one. Um, explosive is what you'd expect from like a player like Mbappe who has super quick pace off the block first 5-10 yards, really difficult to keep up with and then you've got lengthy which are players who are bigger built, taller who still have a lot of speed but they take quite a bit of time to get to that uh, top speed but once they reach it it's really difficult to keep up with them and they've made that much more feasible this year so players like a Haaland who is a more physical presence has every bit as use as an Mbappe, a Messi, who are really short, sharp, quick players. Um, so it's nice to see that they've actually tried to develop the game and not just have like one-trick ponies of buy the fastest players, run as fast as you can past the opposition, and score basically one-on-one goals. 
Thank you. And I think Jamie's dead. Jay, Jay, Jay's dead. <laughs> Jay, wake up, Jay. I was taking this opportunity to, to uh, sort my will out. Um, There's two so... more bits they've added in, which you do enjoy, Jay, which I made you try yesterday. One was the super power slide. So that means a more beefier slide. Tackle. Oh, yes. Not that I got a single red card. So it's not fucking any good, is it? Well, you have to still hit the player. You still have to aim, wow, yes. which you saw about your aiming was a little bit off. And the other bit was yes, the actually, power shot, the wind-up power shot. Yes, actually, speaking of the aiming and stuff, I, again, I don't play FIFA every year. Normally, I play one game like when it comes out, and that's it. But I noticed in the, the trial or the demo match I was doing before I even got into the menu that when you were aiming to pass or, or cross or shoot or something, it, it put like a t- an actual cursor where my analog stick was aiming for the. Foot. I've never noticed so, that before. So that's and that's, I was like, no, that's why I'm fucking missing all the time because I'm well off where I'm actually where I'm aiming and where I think I'm aiming is completely different. So that's FIFA. That's the FIFA trainer. Uh, you can turn yeah. that off or you can scale it down a wee bit. Or um, up for him. Or up. If yeah, I was going to say yeah. more of it. I need more, please. Yeah. So basically, you can have it on screen that when your players got the ball and the positions they're in, like it'll tell you which buttons that you can use at that exact moment. Um, it shows you, as you were saying, like the direction that you're passing. If you hold down the pass button, it, like the, the arrow gets longer because it's going further away and things like that. So you can ramp it all the way up to really make it easy. Easy, and that's what I want. You've got the opposite that you can turn it off completely. So. Yeah, and yeah, no, I thought that was that was interesting because I've never seen that before. So that was that explained a lot of things. But I've, like I said, I've played two games now, so technically I I need to skip next year's. Although this is the last football game ever, so maybe I'll <laughs> play one final round to, to for old times' sake. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, general thoughts are it's good, yeah, better than definitely. last year, or like a worthy new release, not just another reskin and renaming of players and teams and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's a. It's, it's better than last year so far. I'll leave it at good. that. Good, good. Um, Gray, have you been playing anything else or have you just been stuck into FIFA? Uh, well, that and the, the Game Pass game. That's the only kind of real mm. things I've been dabbling into today. This Fair week. Enough. Good. Good. Okay. Well, um, let's move on to Ross. Have you played anything else other than FIFA? Or have you got anything else to say about FIFA? FIFA, FIFA. FIFA, FIFA, FIFA. If I've not been playing FIFA, I've been sitting on my phone on the web app buying players and selling players for FIFA. Cool, good. Um, all right, let's move on to someone else's show. Ian, you've been quiet because I know you love a bit of FIFA like I do. Um, yes. but obviously, you haven't quite quite grasped, uh, got your hands into it yet. Tell me about no. two other games you've been playing that you've obviously enjoyed just as much. Oh, I, I would not say that I enjoyed these titles, I would say. The, okay, the first one to talk about is Session. So this is a review game I've got, which will be review will be coming out this week. Um, but just a quick note on it because I need to. I ranted that Jamie about it. It's unnecessarily hard to the point where it loses its fun very quickly. And I know it's it's all saying, "Oh yeah, it's meant to be hard." It's a skating game, you know, we want to make it hard. Why? There's no need. There's no need to make it hard, and it's just once you after what it took me like an hour. Someone to I need some progress the story, so I took me an hour to do this one mission. Where I had to do manuals. I couldn't for the fucking work of me work it out. I had to go to like a YouTube video to figure out what I had to do by watching some guy do it, and then I'm like, okay, that's how I need to do it. 
And then me trying to do what he did was he made it look so easy. I was like, yeah, Dan, you're not getting a 10 minute starter because it's 10 minutes of me falling over constantly. So, but it's just, I feel that's something, it just ruins this fun story. There's some aspects which are fun, like, you know, it's got three different areas, um, so like three big cities. But then again, even the cities are quite um, empty. You can put pedestrians in there, but then as soon as you skate towards pedestrian, they run out of the way, so you can't even hit them. That's all <laughs> I'm <laughs> sensing a lot of violence you're willing, <laughs> willing to do at the moment. Exactly. And that's something, it's just, yeah, I think for that, I, well, we'll obviously have more deep dive in my review. Um, but yeah, at the moment now, is I want to play a bit more just to see if it does get a little bit better or is it still going to be more frustrating. Yeah. And maybe it's not for me. I've obviously, like I said, I've seen other reviews and stuff that you mentioned. And they all say the same as hard, it's difficult, but there is some sense of reward. But for me, there is no reward. It's just depression. Well, let's roll on to your other one, should we? What, uh, what have you been playing the other title? The other title I've been playing, which is also not as fun, is, well, no, I said like, it is good fun. It's called, I can't even pronounce Solstice. I believe that's how you say it, yes. Yes. And this kind of has this weeks from Devil May Cry, heavy, heavy influence of Devil May Cry and like Bayonet and stuff. Um, hack and slash, good fun, you know. Um, again, towards the beginning of it, it's quite a bit barren, the kind of the areas you have when you're first starting. But then, you know, towards the, when you progress more, it's got quite a deep dive story. For once, it's actually got voice acting, which I always love for video games to have voice acting. It's got voice acting, it gets a couple plus points for me because fucking reading in video games. After a while, you just start pressing A and skipping all the dialogue. That's another thing I started doing in Midnight Express. I started reading the story, and after a while, I was like, yeah, I'm not reading this anymore. I'm just skipping and playing the game. Yeah, no, I skipped all of, all of the story I played so far. B, 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 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's it, yeah. After a while, you just get that, and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done now. I'm going to keep moving on. That's why I dropped to a point, because I was like, I've come to skipping the story. I have no idea what the story is. Um, so at least this one has brilliant voice acting. They've, got, they've nailed it really well. They've hired some really good voice acting for it. And yeah, for this one, it's actually a bit of fun. Again, there's a few bits which are a bit annoying because obviously some enemies, you obviously you've got two kind of different auras, which is like red and yeah, blue. So yellow there. Red and blue. And you've got a constant change change between the two. And that sometimes becomes like a fucking light game at the end of the day. It's like, go go red, kill the enemies. Go blue, kill the enemies. Oh, go blue again, because the enemy is hidden because you can't see it. Oh, go normal so you can kill him. It's like, Come on, just give me fucking, just give me hack and slash like Devil May Cry, where I just go crazy and do that. And obviously, again, she's all jumping all over the place and has insane strength, like just like Devil May Cry has. So yeah, really good fun so far. Again, very long as well, though. Like I think most chapters took me like 30, 40 minutes. And even then, when I was doing that, you know, it says a chapter time. So like it's like BA rating, like so that's fucking 35 minutes. How is this a whatever the colour it's not it's not it's like they've got different colours so it's like I think it's like platinum and obviously got weird different colours of that but it's like equivalent of that it's like what the fuck have I been doing so yeah good game so far but again I wanna I wanna play some more because it but it's again one of those ones which is ridiculously long so it's finding the time and the patience to do it. Yeah no I've got I've got it downloaded I haven't had a chance to start it yet because I'm playing a few other things but I definitely want to give it a try because I watched a demo, I think, uh, like a trailer before it came out of a, de- a fight against like a big head, like a it's like a big purple head. And then as she beat it up, it sort of split apart and an enemy come out of it and then it yeah. come back into it again. And the head was like the shield, as it were. It looked really weird, but it looked quite fun. So, yeah, I definitely want to give it, try and give it a go at some point over the next couple of weeks. 
No. For damn sure. I think it's one of those where I do actually kind of want to complete it just to see where the story goes because I'm actually following the story for once in this one. Mm. So I do want to kind of complete it as it goes. Again, there's a few elements that are quite frustrating and obviously it's got a steep learning curve. Oh, here it comes. Yeah, that's that's the part I'm not looking forward to, but I'll get into it. Um, but yeah, so anything else or should we move on to... Uh, well, I guess it's my turn, it, but... No, I mean, other than Isonzo yesterday and four guys. No. Cool. Nice. Okay. Well, I've been playing this game called FIFA 23, as we mentioned. I, uh, no, you know, that, 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 like I said, I've had two games, that's enough. It, it's, oh, well, so I think of FIFA, don't. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's passable. Um, the main two I've, I've played over the last couple of weeks uh, that I'm allowed to talk about anyway are <clears throat> the gallery. I reviewed the gallery for uh, the site. It's a live action FMB choose your own adventure style game like the complex or five dates or uh any number of them them titles that, w- that we've enjoyed in the past this one comes from the guy who actually wrote my favorite one the complex but it's i, can't, I forget the company's name now it's not wales interactive it's a different company and the premise is there's two scenarios um there's one set in 1981 where you play as a female and one set in 2021 where you play as a male but they both follow the same basic story so they're an art gallery owner and they got an exhibition coming up for the week uh, for the day after when we play, um, and they're displaying quite a high profile portrait. But it's also at a time of like a lot of civil unrest, like the 1981 is about like government corruption and stuff, and then the 2021 version is about the pandemic and the government's handling of that. Um, and without spoiling too much, obviously the the curator, the character came named uh, Morgan, is taken hostage by character named dorian who's trying to fight the the system and make a stand and make a uh, make a statement and stuff and the idea is that they're they're sort of interrogating morgan the art curator for about their personality about their life choices trying to get them to own up to any sins or trying to make it like make a political statement using them as their sort of muse as it were and I've, I think because it's so politically charged and because it's also a choice-based game, it, it kind of doesn't work very well because mm. at, at points he's like, he's threatening to shoot her in the face. And then the next moment they're having a friendly conversation about the aspects of um, whatever artists like brushstrokes and stuff is that, but you're, you're effectively for, for want of a better term, a terrorist, but you're sitting here discussing like, uh, what they call Rembrandt and Cavaggio's paintings and stuff is that doesn't quite work. And some of the choices uh, you've played the complex, Ian, right? Yes, I played the complex, I've played all, pretty much all of them. Yeah, so you remember in that where the choices would come up, but even though obviously you could play it all sorts of different ways, it always felt like one complete story, like one, yes. like smooth, it kind like, of, it kind of, yeah, yeah like a film, yeah, there was like a film. And even though you'd, you'd go in different directions, everything to me anyway felt like it was meant to be whereas this one you can always tell when a choice is coming up because like dorian will be saying something and they will just suddenly slow down and stand there and then it'll switch to morgan the choices will pop up and then it'll switch back to dorian and then there's a very clear change in like tone or so the, it doesn't flow position. well yeah it doesn't does like from scene to scene doesn't quite have that same smoothness that i found the um the complex had and it's also a bit weird where they sort of overemphasize the choices at points. So there's one where you have to, you're because Morgan's sort of stuck in a chair for a little bit, bit under threat of being exploded. 
Uh, and at one point you can either shout out the window for help or you can talk to Dorian and get to know him better. And if you pick the one where you get to you get to know him better, they have a little discussion about whatever they want to talk about. And then after that, he goes, but thanks for taking an interest, though. And then you get a little re- relationship meter and it ticks up one notch to say you he's more friendly towards you. And it almost ruins the moment because you're like, well, I've obviously picked option A. I should have picked option B. And they might as well label it good and bad throughout. Like this, this is the the right option. This is the wrong option. Which one do you want to pick? And even though there's quite a lot of different endings, I've, I think I saw like six or seven of them. It just how many have you done? About six. There's eighteen. I think I think I've done about oh, six 18? or seven. Bloody yeah, yeah. Um, across the two different Are they stories, drastically and different or not? The ones I've seen, a couple of them were because, like I said, there's that relationship meter, and there's there's six notches on it. So what the first one I did, there was no notches at all, and he, he yeah, it went horribly wrong for Morgan. And the the second one, I had all the notches. You doing the game horribly wrong, suppose. exactly. Um, but then I tried to get, mix it up and get a couple in the middle and a couple of different variations. And the the basic premise of the story changes is literally just the last scene, whether X happens. I should, again, I won't spoil it. And I, it did start to warm to it towards the end of like my third or fourth playthrough but it's definitely not the best one i've played nowhere near as good as a complex nowhere near as good as um I'm five dates no you know i haven't played five dates i want to because he also wrote that one as well um but it's more on par of something like she sees black clouds like good but not great um and a, a single playthrough is only like an hour and you can skip scenes once you when you replay it, so you haven't got to watch the, the same thing over and over again. Oh, that's good, yeah. Um, they like they do with like the other ones, obviously. Like. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's yeah. I think because of the political nature of it, it's obviously very. It tries to aim a bit higher than perhaps it should, because depending on your choices, you might end up going completely against what's going on, and it doesn't quite mesh. Uh, which is a shame. The two different scenarios are quite quite interesting though, because like I said, they both follow the same story. But one's from a female's perspective in in the eighties, and one's from a male's perspective, and that they do differ substantially in terms of how they handle the situations at points. So, did but, they play at the same time, or is it separate? No, no, it's separate. So, the, I, I thought there would be some sort of like intermingling of them, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Um, okay. I preferred the woman's story, the nineteen eighties one, though that seemed to have the better flow even though it still wasn't quite right whereas the males one i only played once or twice and i didn't really enjoy that that side of it uh maybe because it's still fresh still pandemic stuff but um mm-hmm. yeah i didn't really get on with that side so much but it's worth a, if you like those sort of things it's definitely worth a look but i would definitely point you towards something like the complex first rather than rather than the gallery which is which is a shame but there's always next time eh? yep always yeah. next time Yes, uh, and the only other game I played, which actually was on Xbox, I must confess, but it's a great game nonetheless. Inside, which <clears throat> come out, what was it twenty sixteen? Was it? I think we discussed it in someone's game of the year uh, a few weeks ago. Dan's game of the year, Dan. Um, yes, Dan has it. And uh, when the uh, the Queen, RIP, and all that, when the funeral was on, my missus was watching it, and the kids were quite happy playing in their room games and stuff. So. I've, I thought I bought Switch, I bought Inside on the Switch. It was a pound, I think it was. I'll just have a quick go, see what it looks and runs like, because um, I'm going on holiday in a few weeks, so I wanted to save it and play it on the plane or something. Um, I sat there and just played it through <laughs> one sitting from start to finish. 
Uh, it's such a great game. It's so expertly crafted. And even though it's very linear, obviously, you're just going left to right, basically, with obviously some puzzles and stuff to solve. But the way they put the puzzles together and the way they integrate like the action moments, it always feels like, oh, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? Oh, I just about made it. Even though, really, you've got no choice but to make it. You can't really fail it unless you try. Um, like there's one bit where there's a like a, a mesh fence and you have to hop over it, go to the door and try and rip some wood planks off but there's dogs chasing you. So as they come around to get you, you've got to jump back over the fence to get them to come back around the other side. And the timing on it is very generous, but it constantly feels like, oh, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? I'm like, oh, I just about made it. Success. I've, I've survived another another trial. And it's only a couple of hours long, and it's just, it's just fucking brilliant from start to finish. Absolutely enjoy it. I played yeah, it before. I, I played it on the Xbox when it came out, and I, I just... Like I said, I was only going to play it for about five, ten minutes to see what it was like. And I just sat there for like two hours, just all the way through. Brilliant. Start to finish. Um, and the car. Nah, it's all, one of those games. I've got to find it's something really else to play on the plane. But yeah, if you haven't played it inside yet, I think it's on Game Pass now as well. So you got no excuse, really. As, as, obviously, you played it, Ian. Ross, uh, Gray, have you guys played it? Nah, not insane, no. It's very similar to Limbo, if I'm right. Yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's the game that they yeah. um, played made after Limbo, yeah. Yeah, done Limbo, it's not done insane. Same, same thing, but much, I think it's much better than Limbo. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like Limbo, but yeah, Inside is definitely uh, a step above. What about yourself, Greg? Have you played that one yet? I haven't touched Inside yet, no. I wasn't a massive oh. fan of Limbo, to be honest. I would highly recommend giving it a go, even if you only do. Well, again, it's only short, but even if you do the, like the opening section, if that doesn't grab you, it's not, it's not going to grab you at all. But I think it's well worth a go. It's fucking brilliant. There's, and I'm looking forward to what's their new one coming up? Um, Summerville, is that right? I, don't, I, yeah. is, I think it's it coming to Game Pass. I think it's next year. Um, yeah, very, very keen to check that one out, of course. So cool. That's about all we've been playing this week. Again, I've got a couple of ones that I can hopefully. Looking at the date, I think I'm going to talk about next week, which I'm excited to tell you all about, but that will have to wait. Until then, let's talk about a couple of quick reviews from the other guys before we round out with our usual segments. So, um, Jake reviewed a game called Time on Frog Island, which gave a 5.4. It's like a top-down like adventure, chilled-out thing, which he, he was quite excited to play, but it didn't quite live up to his hype, I don't think, or his expectations, I should say. Um, and... Uh, uh, Still Rising. Who reviewed Still Rising? Graham. Me. That's me. Yes. Yeah. You reviewed that up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Give me an eight. Um, a decent little, like a, a hack and slash game. Is that right? It is kind of or hack like and a slash. Soulsy it, type game. It it's Soulsy in style, but not Soulsy in unnecessarily difficult. It's yeah. It's a bit of a a, a a easier Soulsy game, should we say? Not say yeah. it's a cakewalk, but it's based on automatons and. Yeah, it's a good kind of hack and slashy kind of game, yeah. Oh, so yeah, so you can go check them out on the site now, xboxdam.com, as well as, like as Ross said, my thoughts on EGX, and hopefully at some point soon, my uh, Sonic Frontiers impressions, but we shall, uh, we shall get to that at some point. Right, gentlemen, if you want to know things that come in the Game Pass, Ross, there's quite a list here. I don't know how up-to-date it yeah, is. Yeah, but... I, I will fly through these, because obviously we're at the start of October, so there won't be much announced yet, but since we've not been on for the last week or so, I will fly through these covering from the middle of September to the end of the month. Nice. So we've got amazing... I'm not going to go through where they are, just search them, you'll find them. Um, amazing Cultivation Simulator, September 14th. You Suck at Parking, September 14th. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, September 15th. 
Uh, Dan Ganropa v3 killing harmony September 15th, Despots game September 15th, Fuga Melodies of Steel September 15th, Metal Hellsinger September 15th, Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch Remastered September 15th, Outer Wild September 15th, Deathloop September 20th, Beacon Pines September 22nd, Slime Rancher 2 Early Access September 22nd, Grounded 1.0 release September 27th, Moonscars. September 27th and Valheim September 29th. Nice. So, quite a lot of decent games in there. Ian, have you started Deathloop yet? I meant to ask you. No. Every time I want to start a game, I get either roped into my son to play Minecraft. He, should, nice. he keeps thinking he should jump in FIFA instead. That's what it is. Yeah. Join <laughs> us, Ian. Join us. Um, however, obviously, it's not all good news. Things come in, things go out. Ian, what's leaving us? So what's leaving us on October the 15th is Bloodroot, Echo Generation, Into the Pit, Ring of Pain, Sable, and Game of the Year, The Good Life. I mean, it's about as far from Game of the Year as you could possibly get as The Good Life, but <laughs> devastated, uh, devastated to see that one go. Into the Pit's really good. I enjoyed that one quite a lot. Yeah, no, we never got a chance to play it, and now it's leaving like, oh, sad times. you still got some time. you got some time. Um, mm. Cool. And Graham, if you're not up with the, the kids and you know keeping your cool Game Pass Ultimate subscribe subscription going, games yes. of gold, what could we have? Well, you have Gods Will Fall from the first to the thirtieth. Oh, well, that's gone now. Um, we haven't been been updated, so I have to quickly check. I tell you what, you you read that. the ones that are there, and I'll quickly look for the the new ones. Uh, yeah, Bomber Crew and Windbound. Bomber and Windbound and uh, Double Kick Heroes is still there till October the 15th. There we nice. go. Cool. So, yeah, go check them bad boys out. Uh, obviously, no um, 360 games going forward. September was the last month. So, if you yeah. missed out on picking up Portal 2, you were full because obviously Portal 2 is amazing. It's annoying there's only two games this month. But... Yeah, as we've said many times, as many people have said, they're, they're no doubt focusing more on up Game Pass now, and the you know the games with gold is like, well, no one really uses it anymore. <laughs> um, I'm sure there are plenty of people to use it, but they should be on Game Pass Ultimate at this point. Um, however, anything else before we wrap this shindig up, gentlemen? I feel like that's that's all for this week. Cool. I feel like we haven't well, used down as much. No, we'll, we'll be yeah. nice. Dan's not here because he's broke his finger. To be fair, so we'll we'll give him a. A pass for this week. Well, so he'll, uh, he might have yeah. just broken nail. That's yeah, it was, true. It was. It was playing. He had told me that he was playing eleven aside tonight. So um, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of doubt that he, he is a goalkeeper in eleven. So I'll give him benefit of doubt that he's broke his finger. He obviously went in a bit too hard. Right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. He for loves tuning catching in. those balls. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Xbox Tavern. We uh, Xbox Tavern's X Pod Tavern episode ninety fourth, which we record every Sunday. At 8 p.m. Ish. Ish. I forgot to do it at the start. I'm so I'm disappointed in myself. Uh, um, yeah, so yeah, find us on youtube.com slash Xbox Tavern official, as Ross said, Xbox Tavern.com at Xbox Tavern on Twitter. All sorts of goodness. Just find us there. That'd be lovely if you want to watch and subscribe and follow and chat and all this sort of sort of stuff. Remember to give us give us your games of the year for 2019 in, in the uh, Discord or Twitter. That'd be wonderful. Read them out. Uh, as for personal plugs, you can follow me at Enaxan. You can follow Graham at Graham Reaper. Ian. And Nutty Ray. And Ross. At Scottish Groff. Thank you very much for listening. We love you. Have a wonderful week and we shall speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Peace out. We still got the dubstep going. Dubstep? Mm. No. No dubstep.
Oh. We need to bring it back. Bring back the dubstep. Never.